Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Manic Monday. It is Monday, isn't it? Yeah, Manic Monday. So I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Um, I had a great question come in from Liz that I thought it would be great to talk about because I just, I really like the the nature of the question. So I'm out here in my little office area in the sunshine and that sun is just coming right down on me. So I'm sunbathing while I'm doing the post daily dose. Big Papa is a lizard. Big Papa, your trusted parenting advisor, is getting his lizard on. Get my lizard on, baby. All right, so let's see what Liz had to say. She says, just woke up and some thoughts going around my head. I'm understanding that traditional parenting choices. Good evening, America. Good evening, Netherlands. Stephanie and Kirsten. I'm understanding that traditional parenting choices can come from a place of stress and fear. Fear of what society thinks. Fear of spoiling the child. Fear that he won't learn respect or learn right from wrong, etc. Yes, question mark is what she asked. So that actually is a very good question. The, the, the statement kind of posed as a question is, I'm understanding that traditional parenting choices can come from a place of stress and fear. Fear of what society thinks. Fear of spoiling the child. Fear that he won't learn respect or learn right from wrong, etc. Yes. So the answer to that is yes. Yes, 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 at one level. The other level has nothing to do with that. The other level, the level that's really the most important to grasp, is that traditional parenting choices come from our own fear and stress. Not any fear or stress of what's going to happen out there, but our own fear or stress, because our amygdala focuses on behavior, and sees a threat. When our, when our amygdala sees a behavior as a threat, it focuses on control, suppress, change. And it has nothing to do, like, we, like the mental masturbation is that it's about the fear of what society thinks, the fear of spoiling the child, that he won't learn right from wrong, fear that he won't grow up to be respectful. That's the mental masturbation. The truth is, it's just stress and fear. It just stresses us the hell out. And we move into survival and we want to control, suppress, and change. So that's very important because at that part of your brain, that is life or death. That's survival fear. It's not even about, it's not, see, all the other fears that you mentioned there, Liz, that fear of what society thinks, that's very cognitive. Fear of spoiling the child, very cognitive. Fear that the child won't learn respect or won't learn right from wrong. All those are very cognitive con configurations which arise from a core survival fear. So that's really, really, really important. Hey there, Jill Dennis. And so I just want to address that real quick. So now, so then Liz goes on and says, so I'm trying to understand the love-based model more, but it occurs to me that this approach comes from a place of stress and fear that I now have inside me, which I didn't have before. That's, that's very interesting. 
This approach comes from a place of stress and fear that I now have inside me, which I didn't have before. I'm now fearful that if I don't have this approach, my child will not have a good relationship with me, fear that the teenage years are going to be hell, fear that he won't grow up, be emotionally secure, etc. I know I am stressed because my partner and I share different views about parenting, but we're both coming from a place of wanting to do what's best for our child and from fear of bringing him up badly. Ooh, that word. I'm sure that we are both coming from a place of 100% love also. How can I be sure that I'm thinking clearly and rationally about all this when my partner honestly feels that he is too? That's so, such a good question, Liz. Such a good question. So here's the thing. Let Big Papa talk to you for a minute. Okay. First, I'm going to start with that word badly. That's a judgment. You're not going to bring your child up badly. Okay? You're already past that. There's, there's nothing bad you're going to do with your child because you took the time to send me a question. You're taking the time to be conscious enough to inquire about how you can parent better in a more secure way. So we're going to forget about bad. Okay. Number two, I'm sure that we are both coming from a place of 100% love. You two are the most loving parents that I know. I don't even really know you, but I know that you are practicing love at every possible turn with your children. So there's no question, you are coming from as much love as you can possibly muster at any given moment. So let's just mark that right off. Number three, here's where fear gets tricky. It's where it always gets tricky. This is where love and fear gets tricky. When you become stressed, you automatically move into fear. Perfect love and fear cannot coexist. You're either one or the other. You can be the most loving parent, but also be the most stressed out, fearful parent. Because when you are in a place of love, you are truly in a place of love. But when you are in a place of stress and fear, you are truly operating from a place of stress and fear. So in some regards, 100% love can be an oxymoron in our society because a lot of times what we're practicing is not actually love but it's fear disguised as love. And so you really have to ask yourself, are you without stress? Are you absent fear 100% of the time? Well, just based on the question, we have to say no. So now you have to take a, a new accounting and you have to ask yourself, how much of the time in my interactions with my children am I coming from a place of love or am I coming from a place of stress and fear? Very good, very, very important question to ask yourself. So now I'm going to back up a little bit. So you're wanting to practice an approach. Love is not an approach, Liz. Love is a way of being. And it takes constant repetition. It takes mindfulness. It takes awareness. It takes consciousness. And it takes deep understanding. Love also permits you mistakes. Because love, from our human standpoint, is not perfect. We all have an example of perfect love, but we are not perfect. We are fearfully made. Therefore, our biggest challenge is to overcome our fear so we can be in a place of love. So you're taking an approach of love and then becoming stressed out and afraid. Now think about that for a moment. You want to practice love, but you're stressing and becoming afraid that you're not going to practice it right. That tells you you're stressed. If you're stressed, Liz, you're not in a place of love. Very important. 
Love is going to ask you to slow down. Love is going to ask you to take some deep breaths. Love is going to ask you to be patient. Love is going to ask you to fall and get back up and do better the next time. Love is going to ask you to apologize. Love doesn't expect you to have it right all the time. Love expects you to mess up. Love also expects you to become stressed out and fearful and do things that jeopardize your relationship with your child. But love invites you back into relationship with your child. So you said that I'm now fearful that if I don't have this approach, my child will not have a good relationship with me. You just cast love aside and you let fear take over. You are fearful that if you don't practice love, your child won't have a good relationship with you. Fear is the antithesis of love, Liz. See, I don't know... I don't, I don't, to me, I don't feel like that's a cognitive, like it's a cognitive um, breakdown that you're having in the understanding. I think it's just emotional. I think you just have to slow down, Liz. You have to trust and have faith that you're okay, that you're a good parent. But the moment you allow fear to step in place in between your relationship with you and your child, that's when you're letting fear manifest and become the reality. Remember, Deepak Chopper says, we cannot prevent the future from happening but we can influence the future from the present. I'm gonna say that again. We cannot prevent the future from happening, but we can influence the future from the present. What you put in today, what you put into this moment, this moment right now, is what's gonna be made manifest in the future. If you put fear disguised as love into this moment, if you're trying to be the best possible parent you can be, but you are stressed out and you're anxious and you're fearful and you're walking on eggshells, that's what's going to show up in the future. You can create your future from the present, but you can't prevent the future from happening. Hope that makes sense. Stefan says, true love is without boundaries where fear arises from these boundaries. Fear does arise from those boundaries. So, Liz says, fear, the other, it's fear that the teenage years are going to be hell. Who doesn't fear that the teenage years are going to be hell? I actually don't. I actually never did. I never feared that the teenage years were going to be hell. I never feared the teenage years. I still don't fear the teenage years. I look at teenagers as being stressed out and scared. If I know they're stressed out and scared, I don't fear that. I don't fear that behavior that comes from that place. I just approach it from a place of love and acceptance and understanding. We all know that teenagers are crazy. The moment you really know that, the moment you really understand that and comprehend it, then you no longer have to be afraid of it. You have to have trust and faith that your love will be strong enough to see you through. You have to have faith that the relationship, the seeds of relationship that you're sowing right now will see you guys through. Then you don't fear the teenage years then you're entering them from a state of love and a fear that he won't grow up to be emotionally secure. Maybe he won't, but does that change the fact that you'll keep loving him, that you'll stop loving him? No, maybe he'll be emotionally insecure. Oh, I know what you're doing. You're personalizing your child's behavior. You're personalizing the opportunities for your child's behavior, the perspective the trajectory of your child's behavior. That's what you're doing. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're saying if my child isn't a certain way based on my behavior, it's gonna be my fault. 
That's what you're doing, Liz. You are fearing that your behavior towards your child, your parenting behavior towards your child is going to cause him to turn out in some kind of way. I'm starting to sweat. And I forgot, I've got a five o'clock appointment because I'm in California, so I'm going to have to go. I hope that makes sense. Remember, guys, does that make sense? Watch it again, Liz. Hope it made sense. Let me know if you have any questions. In any situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can slow down, take three to ten deep breaths, wipe that sweat off of our brow, pop that collar, and choose love. Big Papa loves you. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.